Hi, I'm Heather, and I teach women all about finding joy in the life you live, experiencing the Holy Spirit's powerful transformation in your marriage, and gaining the support of sisters in Christ, women just like you, to encourage you along the way. I made the Marriage Grace with Heather podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies that are fully rooted in scripture, psychology, stories, and inspiration to help you and your marriage blossom. If you're a woman of Christ seeking a happy, loving, sacred marriage, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hi there. Heather here. Welcome to Marriage Grace with Heather podcast. I'm so glad that you're tuning in because today we will be building on what we covered in last week's episode of how to find happiness when your marriage feels hopeless. In case you missed it, be sure to check out episode two at marriagegrace.com episode two. Today, I have some big aha moments in store for you as we continue to expand on this topic. I will be talking about an abundance mindset, which includes three important steps on your path to happiness. That's right, my friends. I have more in store for you about how to find happiness even when your marriage feels hopeless. And like I've shared before, these are tried and true tips originating from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the wisdom that he bestows on us through the Bible, and that I've personally put into practice in my own life. I only share here what I've experienced myself and can attest to the transformation it has had in my own life. I've been exactly where you are now and want to share what I've learned with you. As a side note, sharing with you also reinforces these concepts with myself, and I find it hugely valuable. So I want to give you a big thank you for encouraging me to get this out into the world. Let's dig in. The Bible instructs us to which is the most important commandment. In Matthew 22, Jesus says, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus makes it abundantly clear that we are to love God with all our heart and love our neighbors as ourselves. The issue with this command is that most people don't actually even like themselves all that much. So how can we love our neighbor as ourselves when we don't really like ourselves? So I'll ask you, do you like yourself? I sure hope you do, but if you answered no, or really hesitated to think how you would answer that question, know that you're not alone and that we'll be covering how to show up for yourself with self-love by learning how to take care of yourself in order to share love with others. It's in this scripture that we know we must have love within ourselves in order to honor God's commandment. To love each other and experience overflowing joy we must first learn how to love ourselves and God. Only then will we actually have love to share. To put into perspective how important this commandment is in our lives, let's hear what 1 Corinthians 13 has to say about love. If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of the angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, And if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything to the poor and even sacrificed my body, 
I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Wow, how powerful is that? It says that if you gave everything to the poor and even sacrificed your own body, all you could do is boast about it. But without loving others, you would have gained nothing. Now that's powerful. It's very clear that God instructs us to love others. But in this world where everyone is busy, stressed, and overworked, are we really treating each other with love? Probably not all the time. If we're feeling beaten down by our circumstances, pitying ourselves, stressed, full of anxiety, there's really not much love to give. So we start with ourselves. Now the question becomes, how do we take care of ourselves? The first step is getting in touch with the pains that we have experienced in our marriage. I'll cover the most common painful feelings and the ones that I can remember experiencing myself. Take note of which feelings you have too and what resonates with you. Are you feeling loneliness because you want to share love with your spouse who's not open or capable of it? Are you feeling helplessness from emotional or verbal abuse endured from your spouse's unwillingness to help himself to heal and grow? Are you feeling shame for not listening to your own feelings and taking care of your spouse at your own expense? Are you feeling anger over the outrage and injustice that you've seen or experienced? Maybe you're experiencing one or more or all of these feelings, especially when your boundaries aren't being respected. I want you to know that I feel you and I have compassion for you. I've experienced these same pains of loneliness, helplessness, shame, and anger too. Even so, I promise you, you are capable of happiness despite a marriage that feels this way. So let's get back to self-care. Dr. Margaret Paul has dedicated her life to this particular area of ourselves, which she has coined the term inner bonding, and I'm all about it. I'll be sharing her methods with a spin of what I put into practice in my own life and had my own really aha moments with. So now that you've identified the pains that you've been wounded by in your marriage, I want you to visualize bringing that love into your heart where you feel that pain and pray. You can pray, Lord, I am here with you and with myself. I am not alone. Your spirit is with me always and I am never alone. I have myself and you always. I release these feelings to you to open peace and acceptance. Thank you for your unfailing love. So every time your pain comes up, pray in this way each time. Show up for yourself and give yourself confidence that you love yourself and will start being there for yourself. The best way to think about talking to yourself is by imagining that you would say, to your son or your daughter that you love dearly and share that same message that you'd share with them with yourself. If you weren't able to write down this prayer, uh, don't worry about it. I've included it on marriagegrace.com for you to reference and you can edit it and make it your own. Um, visit marriagegrace.com episode three to download this prayer. So when you say this prayer, be present with yourself Embrace yourself with kindness, openness, and do not judge or abandon yourself. Ask yourself, what else do you feel when you get in touch with your feelings? 
I'll share with you exactly what I wrote when I asked myself this question while feeling hopeless in my marriage. What I wrote back then was, I feel helpless over my spouse's angry responses to me, lack of openness to his feelings and openness to change. I fear I may live a lifetime without joy while only hoping he will grow and I will have a marriage absent of true connection that I desire. I fear my desire to stay married is a wrong decision for me and I don't know what to do. Wow. Well, there's a lot there. You'll notice that what I wrote when I answered that question was a whole lot of descriptions of my fears. Did you know that the opposite of love is not hate? The opposite of love is actually fear. This concept is for a different episode entirely, but just putting it out there that our fears can also prevent us from love and happiness. But let's get back to the topic at hand. Get in touch with your painful feelings. Really take the time to understand yourself. For me, it takes writing it down. For some reason, I'm not able to have the same self-reflection in thought alone and really need to journal out my thoughts and feelings in a way to get in touch with myself. If you haven't tried journaling your feelings, give it a shot and it just might work wonders for you too. Now that you're in touch with your feelings, make a commitment to show up for yourself every single time. And when you show up for yourself by taking in those painful feelings, always be sure to respond to them in prayer, just like the one I read to you. As I said before, I'll be posting an outline of this episode along with the prayer at marriagegrace.com episode three for you to refer back to. You can use the prayer I've written out for you or write your own. But the important thing is that you show up for yourself just like you would show up for your son or daughter when they're experiencing painful feelings. Love yourself in the same way that you show love for your child. You better believe it when my two-year-old son is crying because he didn't get to read that one more book before bed that I hug him and I let him know that I understand he is sad that mommy said no to one more book because it's too late. It's okay to feel sad sometimes and that he will be okay. I'm here for him and I love him. I let him experience those feelings and give him confidence that he's not alone and that I'm here for him. So do this same thing that we all do for our kids. Do that same thing with yourself. Second, and yes, there's a second piece that's really important to self-love. It's to take care of yourself in your everyday life. So outside of taking care of your feelings and your emotions, we also just need to take care of our basic daily needs. So are you getting enough sleep? For most people, that's seven to eight hours per night. What can you shift in your schedule to get the sleep you need? Are you eating your vegetables? If you know you've picked up some poor eating habits, let's correct those and start incorporating healthier food choices into your diet. Are you exercising? God wants us to take care of our bodies and research shows that exercise is equally as important for a healthy mind. This could simply mean adding a 30-minute walk to your day. Just be sure to get your body moving in a way that you love to do. Are you building a relationship with Jesus each day? Set aside time to connect with Christ each day through prayer and the Bible. One of my favorite go-tos to start my day is Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. 
Nothing replaces the Bible in prayer, but her short daily messages really put me in the right mindset to open myself to prayer and the desire to spend time learning God's word. Are you working really long hours consistently? If you are, what changes can you make to improve your work-life balance? In the age of remote work, this is, I know, harder than ever, but there are tons of fantastic resources out there to help you create better boundaries at work without an office and a commute to create that boundary for you. And have you put boundaries in place in your marriage? If you're operating in a boundaryless marriage, really stop and think about what boundaries are important to you in your relationship. Boundaries in itself is another full episode or more that I'll cover another time. But if this is new to you, start thinking about what your boundaries are. And there you have it, my friends. Three important ways to improve your happiness despite your circumstances. Get in touch with your feelings. Show up for yourself. And take care of yourself and your basic needs every single day. If you weren't able to take notes, no problem. Download a cheat sheet at marriagegrace.com slash episode three. All right, my friends, I can't wait to see you next week. Episode four, where I share with you the secret recipe for love to grow. Same time, same place. Can't wait. Looking to dig in deeper to have a happy, loving, sacred marriage? Visit marriagegrace.com for more resources and tune in every Thursday for new, simple, actionable strategies to help you and your marriage blossom. Thanks for joining me on Marriage Grace with Heather. See you next time and God bless.